Awesome. So, um, do you guys mind getting a little bit closer? Sure, why not? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's a little bit weird. So, so we are currently at Grind Coffee House, right? Is that true? Yeah, it's, I, I guess. No, it's not true. It's, it's not true. true. We're not here. We're not here. We're, We're on Skype. Yeah, <laughs> we're on Skype next to each other, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I'm with Octavio, right? What's your last name, Octavio? Perales. 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 Octavio Perales. Okay, cool. More of a yeah, Octavio de Jesus Perales, but as, yeah. but as Spanish as you can get with it. And you, and you said and you said that you were like a poet, right? So yes, then, a spoken word poet. Okay, cool. And what's your uh, like Facebook or what's your like name for uh, what's that called? Your Facebook page or your like oh like uh, my stage artist, name? Yeah, your stage uh, name. Stage name be like Mod J. Mod J, which is short for Modern Jesus. Modern Jesus. Yeah, yeah. It's usually with the hair down outside. Yeah, so I'm yeah. Not have my hair down. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think. Uh, because I kind of know how it sounds, more or less. So, yeah. yeah the closer, the better. But um, what was going to say? Modern Jesus, right? Yeah, Modern Jesus. Okay. I'll put it in there. Is that... Sounds cool? Yeah, it sounds good. Awesome. And then... Roberto? Roberto. Yeah, my name is Roberto Ordaz. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So, uh... Yeah. Yeah, and on Facebook, I'm Roberto Ordaz. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so... You're you're a mechanical engineer, so yeah. you're cool, right? Yeah, already, of course. You already know, and that's a cool guy. Yes. Um, and then you uh, lived in Boston for a while, and then you yes. came here to the valley, mm-hmm. and then you know, uh, you actually you were telling me that part of the money that you were getting, you do stocks. Yeah, I do stocks. I love. I've been doing like for ten years. Ten years. I do yeah. it on the side, but I, I, it's something that I just keep doing. You know. Yeah. I don't know if you can relate with that. Like, sometimes you start with a hobby or something, and yeah, then yeah. you just keep doing it every day, and you don't know why. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if that, that happened to you. That's how my poetry started. Oh, yeah? Like, yeah. that's how it started. It just started by simply being something I did here and there. Like, I wrote down my thoughts on paper, and then eventually I noticed I started doing it so much. At first, I thought it was journaling, but then I noticed each piece had, like, a different title. Okay. And I was just like, well, right. I guess this is something I do now. Yeah, that's so interesting. That's what I do now, like, when I go to, like, coffee shops and stuff like that. Yeah. I go there, there's an open mic night, I go read a couple pieces, I yeah. sit back down, I ask myself, why did I just do that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Something to a hobby, basically. So, yeah, I, wow. I understand the same thing. Okay, that's, that's, cool. Cool. that's cool. Yeah, this is a new format, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm just, just trying to figure this thing out, yeah. how, how it's going to work. But it's cool. Uh, what about the... the, the the poetry um, is, is that something that you feel like you want to do like for life or something um, I actually I never thought yeah. of it as a, as a thing that I was going to do yeah. to like survive I guess because yeah. people do things to survive you know what I mean yeah. we, we follow a career to survive we follow a career to like make money put food on the table put clothes on our backs and stuff like that so I never really saw poetry as that Yeah. until like I was approached I want to say like <clears throat> last year by Right Bloody Publishings Okay um, From Austin Okay um, They happened to have some an exec that was down here And okay. he just happened to be At an open mic night And um, He he asked me He was like Have you ever published Some of your stuff Like in a book or anything I was okay. like No I haven't Haven't done any of that <laughs> And he was just like Would you like to Yeah And so that's That's when I got like The book deal started No way Yeah I had a book I had a book deal started But I Excuse me I, I dropped it Because yeah, I went on a sabbatical, yeah. a hiatus. I had to do for myself. Yeah, I had to find myself basically. Yeah, um, I spoke to the guy recently, probably like I want to say like last week. Yeah, when I, when I was like super busy, he actually gave me a phone call. Yeah, and I spoke to him, and he was just like, "The book deal's still on." He's like, "It's still on." 
He's like, you just got to be ready to do it. Yeah. So That's awesome. I mean, and he wants to publish it and put it into, like, a Barnes & Nobles. Yeah. Put it into actual bookstores. Are you wow. serious? That's yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. Hey. Instead of just, like, a yeah. simple, like, oh, like, Amazon or... Yeah. Like, because you, you have to be discovered for that stuff to, to sell out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that's still, on the, that's still on the table. I just haven't done anything with it yet because I'm still more of, like... Well, still write. Continue writing. And I think you can just, like... Once you have a lot of work, it's it's easier to cut out some of the work. Yeah. And then I think so, or like yeah, I think I, I mean with poetry, it feel it might be just like themes maybe, mm-hmm. like well, uh, and it, but you can self sort them or something. Yeah. I don't know. Mine was going to be called uh, personal journals. Personal journals. Yeah. So it was just gonna it was gonna consist like sections were gonna consist yeah. of like certain times of the year that I had or like. One be like one section would be like about my depression and stuff like that. Yeah. Another section would be like about the schizophrenia I dealt with. And yes. Yeah. Another section would be about like just life in general. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what uh that's what the book is gonna be about. It's gonna be about personal journals basically. That's because that's how my writing started. I was just journaling, and next thing you know, there I was reading poetry at Luna Coffee House. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or Yerba yeah. Cultura. Yeah. Just at open mic nights, and I'm just like, all right, I guess this is what my um. My major put me into it because yeah. I, I majored in psychology. Oh, psychology! Oh, yeah, okay. child, yeah. Child you psychology. Told, yeah, you told me it's kind of related, maybe you know. Yeah, so because I think the mind, like speaking your mind, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of the same. And they do say yeah. that, they, they do say that journaling is very a very therapeutic sense. Okay. And so, um, yeah, I did I did a major in psych and minor in philosophy. So. Okay. That's Dude, that's that's super awesome. Yeah, I just okay. got burnt out on psych because yeah, it was it was my job for like the past ten years. Yeah, and so I, I burnt out on people's issues and that yeah, sort of basically. Thing. Yeah. And it was just it was just so much because like they tell you that every clinical psychologist yeah. also sees another clinical psychologist. Yeah, because they're dealing with their own issues. Right. Of and course. Then they're dealing with everybody else's issues. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. So did <laughs> so you did so you go to another psychologist or? Quiet? Yeah, I went to another psychologist. Like, yeah. I went to go get therapy and stuff like that. Yeah. And they're the ones they recommended to me. They're just like, maybe you should take a break. Yeah. Maybe it's time for you to take a break from this whole psychology. Yeah. And to it a little later. That's awesome. And so I was just like, you know what? I'll probably never come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> How about never? <laughs> um, but um, yeah. I still help people in my free time. Like, That's I guess, awesome. like how lawyers would say uh, pro bono. Oh, got it. Yeah. Awesome. So I still help people in my free time if they need counseling and stuff like that. That's awesome. So I prefer to do it my own free time, my own rules, my own regulations, instead of being regulated by, like, a license yeah. and oh, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Because once you once you have the licenses, there's sometimes you can't tell somebody, "Hey, man, you need to stop crying and pick your pants back up and just start start walking." Yeah. So you just can't say that in a yeah. clinical sense. Yeah. Because you're just not you're being insensitive. Yeah. But sometimes people need to hear that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, it's yeah. reflected in my poetry as well. I'll, I'll call things out. I'll call people out in my poetry. Yeah. And it's just basically because I'm trying to get somebody to think. Yeah. And that's that's all part of my show as well. Right. Just getting uh, just getting people to think. Yeah. Because a lot of us don't think anymore. We're yeah. too we're too droned into our telephones and we're too droned into our yeah. our television sets or right. the next Game of Thrones or the next yeah. like the next movie coming out, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. We're, we're stuck By the way, the did, you see, did you see the episode of Game of Thrones? <laughs> <laughs> did you see the Avengers movie? Yeah. Oh, did you yeah. see Ava- No, I I haven't seen Avengers. I don't watch Game of Thrones. But I I just 
but yeah, I'm, I'm better than other people. I'm superior <laughs> to the normal people. So that's why I, I don't do it. You don't succumb to social conditioning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because okay. everybody else is suck. <laughs> and I'm better than them. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it sucks that I'm a psychologist because like, oh, yeah. I, I see myself falling into these social conditionings. Yeah. I'm just like, mm. man... I really wanted to watch Avengers Endgame. <laughs> no, I mean, but uh, I, I mean, truthfully, yeah. And then I just by my nature, I think it's psychology or consciousness. Like, what to me, it's always been like, where do we come from? And yeah. then it, it, everything's related to that. So mostly uh, philosophy and then psychology. That's how. That's how. Like I, I've been pushing, right? And I'm just very curious. But the biggest question is like. Where, where where do we come from, right? Yeah. And so, so yeah, Robert, I just wanted to bring you up for real quick because uh, yeah, I think me. probably people were wondering like what's going on. So um, <laughs> primarily, uh, we're gonna have to, uh, this this podcast is with Octavio mainly, and we're poetry based mostly. That's what we're gonna be talking about, and then but we have the beautiful, the amazing Robert with us uh, joining us in this a little bit different format. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I invited everyone to come here just to meet each other because the objective is like people to connect, and then from different backgrounds, that, that's even better, right? Um, I, the one thing I was talking about Octavio is that that uh, there's a lot of poets, and uh, I, I would like to work with them to to connect them, right? Um, but with Robert, just so that people know, you are currently with uh, Alexa Skills, right? And then you yes. also actually assist in other people with podcasts. Yes, is that true? that's exactly what I do. Yeah, so I keep in contact. Guest and asking them what their challenges are. Yeah. How can I help them? You know, to save time, to get sponsors. You know, getting their basic concerns. Okay. So it's it's interesting to to get to know the the industry better. You know. Yeah. And, and that's great actually uh, um, putting us together because uh, currently with RGBTitanRadio.com, we are looking for sponsors. Okay. We're, we're, we even created packets already. Yeah. Okay. That we that we want to sell to sponsors. They'd be like, hey. If you want to get your your, your um, business thrown out on the show, we can we can mention your businesses like three times a show, and then every time our show gets replayed, that's more shout outs, mm-hmm. that's more um, uh, more traffic. You know what I mean? But we have to get people to buy the packets first. Yeah. Okay. Weekly packets, and then we have month packets. Okay. Of course, the month is always better because. You don't want to be like, okay, I'll buy one packet. Then you just, that means basically get one episode mm-hmm. out of our four episodes every month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Like, um, and that's, that's cool that you brought us together because that's something that yeah. I know my producer is looking for. We're trying okay. to figure out how to sell these packets. We're trying to figure out, and it's all local businesses. Like right now, we're most likely, um, the other show we have, Taco Host Tuesday, mm-hmm. will most likely be sponsored by 5x5. Um, five five. I don't know if you know 5x5 five five Brewing right. Company. No, it's a, it's a brewing company here in Edinburgh, uh, not Edinburgh, McAllen, I believe. Okay, and beer, of course, like that's what it is. And they're probably going to sponsor, yeah, sponsor Taco <laughs> Host, uh, delicious Taco Host Tuesday, yeah, yeah. which airs tonight at eight p.m. Ooh. And um, well, but I upload this one on Thursday, and today is what the Tuesday. Tuesday. Well, so it airs every Tuesday, every Tuesday, every Tuesday. So okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, they can, yeah. Yeah, they can always check out every every Tuesday, yeah. and um, that's great that this is putting us together because like my producer wants to know how to sell these packets. Yeah, he wants to know these targeted markets, and we want to make money. Okay, like okay. we started it off slow because we've been in business probably like I want to say eight months maybe. Okay, eight months total, and now 
and set up like we, we already got what we wanted. We got some shows, we got artists, mm-hmm. we got music going. Mm-hmm. I mean, you heard some of the radio station. We just we have it's a variety of music. You got anything from rap, from metal, to like country, to indie folk. What was the name of the the show again? Um, for which one? The the one with the you have indie and folk and all this different music. Oh, no, that's the radio station. Like the radio station just has all that music in general. Oh, like the general radio station. Yeah, the general radio station just has all that music. Oh, okay. And okay. of course, the podcast shows. The two shows we have right now. Yeah. Is a uh, Taco Host Tuesdays, which is every Tuesday at eight p.m. Mm-hmm. And then my show, which is THC, the Human Condition, at um, eight p.m. as well every Wednesday. Every okay. Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And yeah, so like, it's great that like. I have a marketing artist in the sense uh, he wants to sell these packets. He wants to figure it out. But we're also trying to make it reasonable for local businesses. Because, like, big businesses can probably dish out money, you know what I mean? But, like, local businesses, like your Grind Coffee House, like um, Luna Coffee House, um, those are my targets because poetry, philosophy, and stuff like that, those chiller places, you know what I mean? Just something a little more easier, a little more relaxed. Um, Taco Host Tuesday is a bigger show. It's local business. I just focus mainly on the philosophical end okay. and the poetic end. Yeah, yeah, poetry. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. I probably put you in connection with my producer and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah see what can happen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah that'd, that'd be very exciting. interesting. Yeah, I've been trying to help a, a podcast with that as well, but not here in the valley. And um, yeah, it usually. What I found is that whenever you have a whenever you have a podcast that has already been been um, sponsored by by a company, mm-hmm. it's easy to approach that company, you know, to get to to get their sponsor to another podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, but I, but I've been figure, trying to figure it out as well. Yeah. So if we can, if I can talk to the producer, maybe I can help him help you guys to yeah. you know reach the target that you yeah yeah that's, that's yeah cool. that's awesome. That's yeah, cool. yeah, it's it's pretty crazy because like the startup business was basically to start up and just get local mm-hmm. artists out there. But why not make a dime while we're doing it? Of course, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. Like if we're we're just and it, plus it'll be helping local businesses. Being like like on my show uh, right now, the the way we do a small like miniature sponsorship is um, like Luna Coffee House. They're helping other the show out, but all they simply do is just give us coffee. And we go to the show, I sit down, I drink this, and I talk about their coffee. Yeah. Okay. And it's a real simple, real simple thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just mention them, hey, we have open mic night every Saturday. Yeah. Come chill out, have some of this chai tea, or have this coffee I got. Yeah. And that's, that's what we're doing currently. Yeah. But that's also to let the business, like, dip their toes in the water. Okay. To see okay. if they get much traffic, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, because it is an online radio station. Yeah. So... Yeah. Not a lot of people listen to online radio besides yeah. like Spotify or Pandora. And um, down here in the Valley, we have no competition. Yeah. Like there is no competition for like an online radio station that plays nothing but local music. Yeah. Okay. Well, in general, I feel like there's no big podcast right now. Except yeah. me soon in uh, six months. <laughs> right? But no, but for real. And uh, uh, th- th- there's no big... And then there's just a lot of people like there's no... Like Reddit pages, like that's what I wanted to make, like a Reddit page. I just for people to start like freaking talking to each other. I, yeah. I'm just, I just sound like a broken record. I'm just gonna stop. You just want people yeah. to connect. Yeah. Simple as that. Like it's all about yeah. connection. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So we get that, um, and that's what that's what I was trying to do with my show, the human. Yeah. Um, trying to get it to where 
because poetry almost anywhere isn't a big scene. Like it never really is a big scene. You never hear about like, oh my god, there's this poetry event. This this oh Friday, my God, yeah, yeah. You never hear like, oh my God, this is a badass poetry event. <laughs> this poet's gonna be there. That poet's gonna be there. Yeah, you don't hear that That's stuff. Easy. You hear it amongst poets, okay. Where they're, just, where they're just like, oh, there's this event happening. This so and so's gonna be there. So and so's gonna be there. And like, but to other people, it's just like, who is this person? Like, who yeah. the fuck is that? Like, yeah. Well, they wrote a book. I never read it. <laughs> who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. So shine light on pretty and I'm Like the way I said it. When I first promoted my show, I would say stuff like, I'm trying to pull the poets pull the poets out of all the obscure corners of the coffee shops. Yeah. Because yeah. that's where we're sitting. You probably got someone in here somewhere just sitting in this coffee shop that's yeah. doing poetry right now. Yeah. Or thinking about something in their head. Yeah. I get the impression that uh, poets and artists are more introverted, like more inward look- looking. But yeah. also more also more wild. I think that, I guess you do the, you get the extroverted, but I think a lot of art is expression of yourself. A lot of like introspection, and that like maybe more introvertness, and then that makes it more more difficult. Yeah, of course. There's it. a lot of, and then plus like there's some of the artists too that write, and that's all they do. They just write, but they never perform. They never put their stuff out there, right? Because of the introversion. Because they're yeah. just like, well, nobody wants to hear my feelings. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear what I have to say. Yeah. But poetry can be in some sense just like politics. Yeah. Like there's plenty of people out there that want to hear what you have to say. And it doesn't really matter. And then, of course, there's the people that don't want to hear shit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. But um, that's why, like, targeted markets, like, my target is for, um, for sponsorships. Mm-hmm. I'm targeting coffee shops. Coffee like, shops. Uh, coffee shops that usually have um, nights available yeah. and stuff like that. Like, Luna right now is our biggest target. But their marketing budget is also, since they've only been around for, like, two years, Yeah. their marketing budget, like, you never know. It's a small business. Yeah. You don't know what their marketing budget is. You know I what actually, I mean? So I'm going to see if I can get also uh, for the podcast. I think her name is Rose. She's mm-hmm. the manager for um, the coffee shop at the library. I, uh, I forgot their name, but uh, they have one store there in McAllen and then, uh, in the library, and then they have another one in somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I want to get them. And maybe the, those ones are, are people to look at. Um, but you can check out the podcast when... I can just share you the the audio <laughs> and or my notes like yeah. later as a as a person to contact or maybe I could contact you with them so yeah, that perhaps that could be I'm not sure if that coffee shop is very open for actually performances but maybe like putting something in there like flyers and or like maybe the other coffee shop uh, that they have maybe yeah. that could be an option. Yeah, most definitely. I know the Sakula Library here in Edinburgh already like does poetry events here and there. Okay, so which is pretty cool. Um, but that's also, like I said, that's the the older group, the older yeah. poets that are trying to put together. Yeah, you got the older poets and they got the younger poets, like yeah. up and comers, and which are still like. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say much about them besides the fact that like, but they're young, they're naive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you got the the older poets, which yeah. are already experienced. Yeah. And like sometimes the naive poets get just simply get. Um, intimidated. Yeah. That's what it is. And I use naive as a lack of a better word. Right. Because I don't mean to call people naive. Yeah. But I was just the exact same way. Right. I saw an older poet who had, like, um, like their books done and stuff like that. Yeah. And to me, they seemed pretentious. Yeah. But until so I sat down and got to know them, yeah. just like anybody, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can look at somebody and be like, oh, man, that, that guy looks like a dick. 
But then, like, <laughs> but then you sit down and meet him. You're just like, oh, this guy's pretty fucking sweet. Like, he's yeah. he's a pretty cool guy. He's a he, yeah. he's an engineer. Like, yeah. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna, you know, I, I sometimes look somebody and he looks like a dick, and then I, I talk to him and like, he's a dick. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what normally happens. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> sometimes you got that spectrum. Like a lot of yeah. people. Um, a lot of my closer friends that know me personally will tell you I'm an asshole. Then when people meet me, they're just like, "Dude, you're not an asshole. You're super polite." Yeah. And I'm just like, "Well, you haven't, you haven't spent more time with me yet." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It comes. Yeah, like, it comes. Yeah. It comes slowly, but yeah, I test waters basically. Yeah, pretty much. I yeah, there. I'm pretty professional. Like, I think I told you already. Pretty professional at the beginning, and then I turn very casual later, especially yeah. through text messages. Yeah. Right? When I when I text people. Yeah. But yeah. Tell me more about the, the poetry, like, so your experience, tell me more about, like, the poets that you have met, tell me more, like, uh, I think, so you, so far you've talked about the, the, the podcast that you've, that you've done, um, yeah, what's kind of like your vision, so your vision is, like, uh, putting uh, poets, like, pull them out more? Right? Yeah, my, my mission with the with the, my podcast show is more of the fact that I'm trying to get people out of these corners. Okay. I'm trying to get poets out there to get their poetry known. Even like, even if, if it's just a person that does poetry but that doesn't want to write a book yeah. and doesn't really care about all that stuff. Yeah. But for the, for the world to hear their, yeah. their poetry, for the local RGB just to hear their yeah. poetry because everybody has words and everybody's important in some sense. Yeah, I think uh, it also shows, let's say, maybe the heart of the, the valley. Because yeah. it's, it's for one, poetry is story. <laughs> Again, I think uh, in, in this podcast, I always have like a person about sharing their struggles. Because pe- most people can relate through people's struggles, right? And it's, it's those times that you're vulnerable with people that you can connect with others, yeah. right? So I think that's like a really good... And in fact, in, in, in fact, like poetry seems rather tough. Like, I don't know how you got into it like I know that you did it slowly but it's just like poetry is like to me it sounds very personal so uh, you know I'm a, I'm a very sensitive guy and I, I just I'm just like don't want to show that or yeah. I don't want people to like be poking at me so then I think it's pretty cool that that you do that and, and as a selling thing I'm not sure how, how many people are willing to buy but I think a, a lot of people are willing to listen and I think it really in hard times like I think it, poetry is really helpful both in the aspect of listening to it uh, empathize right um, and then the the other aspects of producing it and just letting those feelings out like a sermon of therapy I'm, I'm not even sure like it could even be a part of like a actual therapy right yeah. as being actually beneficial for people so, yeah, most definitely. so poetry yeah. is a, a very cathartic um, a very cathartic thing you know what I yeah. mean you're writing down your emotions your thoughts onto paper right to get it out of yourself like the way I always tell people I started poetry to get things out of my body yeah and now it's more to help other people yeah. um, realize that there's things in their body that they can get out in some sense. Right. Because for me, poetry started because I felt like something was felt like something was trapped. Right. And I didn't know what that was. Right. And I felt like something was just in me that needed to come out. Right. So I simply was just like, you know what? I need to write it down on paper because yeah. I always heard that journaling is good. Yeah. And so I would write it down on paper and then it just started catching from there. It just started... Like steamrolled me personally right. because I was just like, wow, I have all these things inside of me that I never knew about, and it was yeah. like, like you said earlier, like an introspective view on yourself. Yeah. And a lot of people don't turn around and look at themselves. Yeah. And so what I did was I turned around and I looked at myself and I was just like, 
wow, I'm dirty underneath this light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I find out that like I'm pretty, I'm a pretty bad person, or like I'm I'm the whole I'm pretty good and I'm pretty bad, and I've learned like it's not actually bad, but it's like 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 a defense mechanism. Yeah. It's a like a sort of like. The other things. Yeah, like I think we just or dark side, let's say, for all yeah, people. Yeah, of course. But I think it's necessary. It's important, right? It's yeah. there for a reason. It's a balance. Yeah, it's a balance. Yeah, it's a yeah. balance. I do believe that there is a big balance in the world when it comes to anything. You can't have order without chaos. You yeah. can't have beauty without something being ugly. Yeah. You can't have bad without the without the good. You know what I yeah. mean? It's simply it's a yin and yang. It just yeah. has to be that way. I suppose like the Christian view though it sees that more the light will will be successful that is the fall of the devil right yeah. like this perception that evil is just evil right but I think in, in, in um, it was Jordan Pearson with uh, Zizek who was saying that the part of the falling is part of the divinity even even falling and it's something that sort of resonates that even like death is an, an, it's an important aspect that I think the rejection of death is, causes more suffering than its acceptance because yeah. I think you, you, you have to sort of accept death you should accept loss you should accept as a part of Life as a self, like an expression of itself, right? And it has value in itself. It's not only like pain, right? And then I think when you move forward, it actually makes you stronger. And in fact, my whole philosophy is like being uncomfortable. That is uh, the philosophy of uh, like willingly choose to feel pain. And when you do that, I feel like that's part of growth. Yeah. And so it seems an essential part, uh, destruction or chaos or all of these things, essential part of who we are. So yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's funny that you bring that up because um, yeah. this last show we had my philosophical question that I posed yeah. to the guest was: um, Is suffering a part of the human condition? Like, is it a necessary yeah. part of the human condition? Right. And if it is or if it isn't, how would people be if they never suffered? Yeah. Like, could you imagine a person that has never suffered? Like, not right. once. Yeah. Like, even even at our purest forms, at, yeah. at our that our purest form such as like a, a child. Yeah. If you take away a toy, that child just starts crying and stuff yeah. like that. That's their own version of suffering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what would the world be like if a child never suffered? You never suffered through your your childhood, you never suffered through adolescence, yeah. your teenager years and your adult years. How would that person be? Yeah. Like that never suffered. I think uh well for one suffering to me it means change. Mm-hmm. I and mean, then uh and it, I think for, for growth you need to have change like definitely and so I think it's always one for one way or another like painful yeah. right and then like let's say our son is dying let's say like it's expressing its light towards us but that gives life right yeah. our life is, is our, our food is borrowed from somebody else's life yeah it's right? a cycle yeah it's part of it mm-hmm. and so um, and in fact the people that I feel like suffer the most or they struggle the most, most is the people who don't like to suffer because they they don't want to do work, they don't want to do, but they just pay the price. Then they get sick, they get lonely yeah. because it's they suffer regardless. Yeah, and then wor- worst. In fact, that's what I, I was telling people: like all these things that happen to you, like you work sixty hours, and it's like because you made mistakes earlier, but you didn't think about it, and now you have to pay the consequences, right? Yeah. But it's just like it will come here, and there's a balance. And so you, I always say, like if you choose it willingly and experience it. I think it's good. But the other thing that I've learned from the Southwestern or something is also insert in positivity. Like, when in those dark times, okay, you, you, you be uncomfortable, but then you, you 
you create a space. Being uncomfortable creates a space, a change, right? Yeah. It, it creates a hole, and then you gotta fill it with something, and then you you can fill it with negativity or positivity, and then it's just like just fill it with positivity. Yeah, you make your own silver lining. Yeah, basically. yeah. But you saw, that's, I used to always say that like I don't like change, not even in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fuck pennies. I'm yeah, just right? yeah, fuck pennies. Yeah, quarters are okay. They're the one, and, and dollar ones are, are yeah. fucking great. Yeah. Um, but anything I else, can, I can do with quarters and dimes. But yeah. at the same time, like it's still change. Yeah. It's still change in my pocket. Yeah. I don't even like that's why it's not that's how much I tell people like sometimes I don't like change. Yeah. I don't like change. I don't like it so much that I don't even like it in my pocket. <laughs> do you, do you, do you remember that song All Star? It's like what a concept. We could you all use some fuel, and we can all sell yeah. a little chain. Yeah, 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 yeah something like that. that. Yeah, I remember that. That's cool. Awesome. So, um, can you tell us more, like, about poetry? Like, uh, so Luna Coffee Shop is a good place. Saturday nights from nine to eleven. You should sometimes share your poetry there. Some other people yes. do. Um, there's this guy. I don't know who the guy is, but it's uh, he's bold. I've seen him also at Jerbería uh, Cultura. Oh, Victor Parlato. Victor Parlato. Yeah, Parlato. Parlato. Okay. And then... Yeah, um, it's tongue-twister for me. So, so <laughs> but what other places can people check out poetry? You just told me that last week you guys had uh, the Valley International for Poetry, right? Yes, Valley International Poetry Festival. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't able to attend because, one, work and dealing with a lot of other issues and stuff like that. Gotcha. And, so, yeah, I just couldn't, I couldn't deal with right. it. And um, plus, work is one of those things like we're talking about change, yeah. And how you're talking about like, oh, you work sixty hours, but that's your own fault sometimes, yeah. And uh, like you work sixty hour work weeks, and just, yeah. I was thinking about how change like uh, when you go to work and then they offer you like a new a newer position, or they offer yeah. you like, or hey, you want to go home or something like that, yeah. And you're just like, yeah. Then when you see your paycheck. It's like fuck. I shouldn't have gone home. Yeah, it's your own fucking fault. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's all I was thinking about earlier when you mentioned that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a trade off. Uh, I mean, but it's also like you're also getting something from not doing something. It's true. Like, yeah. Yeah, you just have to be willing to accept. Okay, I'll you'll pay the price later, but the price can be good or bad, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, most definitely. Um, but yeah, what was the question again about the poetry that you wanted Yeah, to so pretty much, I don't know a lot about poetry. Like, t- give me all all the uh, the little ha- uh, ha- hallways, all the cool people. Yeah, maybe like what, what what is like a common misconception or like some something that people re- get surprised about poetry that they didn't know, you know? That's true, but uh, before that, like, what's the, the poetry scene? Like, who, who drops some names, drops some places... Um, um, some events, things like that. I know, I know we have a couple events coming up right now. Um, Luna Coffee House, always, 8 okay. p.m. It's off in Olana, yeah. right across from Hollywood, um, Hollywood McAllen Theater. Okay. And it's always from 9 to 12. 9 to 12. And it's just simply, it's an open mic night. Yeah. You get a, that's where you can find most poets because sometimes we, they just come out of the woodwork and they go to Luna. Okay, um, cool. And then you have like stuff like this... This coming Saturday will be the poetry night for uh, Mother's Day poetry night. Okay. That's going to be held at Sekula Library. Okay. I'm not too sure exactly on the time. Which day? Um, Saturday. Saturday. Saturday, May 4th. Shit, so well... May the 4th be with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but is there any recurrent events or something like that? Uh, so the Valley International is that uh, That's annually? once a year, I believe. Once a year. Yeah, annually. Mm. What about pu- uh, published uh, poets? 
like uh, where, where where can you find their work and, and that sort of thing? Oh, a lot of published poets. You can find them on Facebook. Like you have um, Julia, okay. Julieta Corpus. Okay. You can find her on Facebook. You got Edward Vilara. Okay. He's published a lot of his work already. Okay. Um, then you got Ceres Marania. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, he was the host, right, for yes. Luna. Yeah, I, I had him on Facebook. I was supposed. To, I'm gonna see if I can get him. I probably will be able to get him. Yeah. But I think uh, we were talking about working to get, uh, doing something. Yeah. But yeah, trying to get some event going, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. That'd be great because um, poetry. There's no consistent poetry events, yeah. and we would like something consistent. We want something that like is just poetry because you got open yeah. mic nights, but that consists of music. Yeah. Poetry. We had a magician this past <laughs> this past Saturday, you know. Yeah. So it's open to anything. Yeah. But like to have an event, to have a location that's consistent, that's yeah. there all the time. Like if it was something like every Saturday or every Sunday or something, you know what I mean? I strongly believe Sundays are good days for poetry. Yeah. Because people are just relaxing. It's a yeah. Sunday. It's a Sunday. It's a, it's a Sabbath. You know what I mean? People are yeah. just relaxing. People are just winding down for their entire week, getting ready, yeah. getting ready for Monday. Yeah, like everybody's getting ready for Monday. Unless yeah. you work an odd job, <laughs> then you're just not getting ready for Monday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I used to work in office. So yeah, that was a big thing for me. I know yeah. Sunday I used to just chill. I just want to listen to music or listen to somebody talk and just drink a beer or two and just relax. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. And um, so there's not a lot of consistency consistency down here with poetry. Okay. There's a lot of there's there's places I know that do it, but there's a lot of like. Um, Inconsistency with it, like they'll do it here, like once a month, or they'll do it every uh, every other week, or sometimes they do it a couple weeks and it dies down, and they yeah. don't do it because like it's all about getting those po- poets out, like it's trying to get them out of places because they're they're introverts. Yeah, a lot of them are introverts. Yeah, you got some of the extroverted poets. Yeah, um, such as um, let's see, what's another one I can think of? Anthony Rip. Okay, you can find him on um, on Facebook okay. as well. Okay, and. Um, He's a very eccentric, very out there poet. Yeah. And um, you got some people like that. Yeah. But... Because um, we need good leaders. I think yeah, we also. really do. Yeah. Um, I, I, do, I do think there's some really good leaders. <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> you got to step it up, bro. Uh, I'm try- that's what I'm trying with my show. That's yeah. I'm really trying to get them all together. All right. This is also le- letting me <laughs> poets as well. Yeah. Because I've already had some poets on there that I don't know who they are. Yeah. And so now I'm in connection with them. They know I run a show. Yeah. And when people know that you run a show, they're just like, hey, buddy, what's going on? When can I be on the show again? Yeah, you know what I yeah. Mean? And um, yeah. sometimes poets like to hear the sound of their own voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. true. Some, people, some yeah. people just love the sound of their own voice. That's true. And, um, but yeah, that's how the poetry scene is down here right now. That's awesome. It's really obscure, but like... It's so I think trying to get them out. I, so for sure, then we have to create this event where, well, no, let, let's we let's get more get-togethers yeah. with, with other poets. Um, what we could do is like, if they're not down, we can just sit down and talk, and then they, we can just share that they can share their poems or something. Yeah. Um, but what would be really cool? I have my tripod there. I have my camera there, um, and we can record like five minutes or something. We'll put it on the uh, the Facebook page. We can put it on the YouTube channel. Yeah. And uh, I'm putting posters. Tomorrow, I think this guy's helping out with the the posters. So I'll see. I'll put it at coffee shops. I don't know what other places are good places to put it on. Um, uh, you know, but yeah. Yeah. So, so that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, yeah most definitely. Um, Roberto, what was your question? Oh, oh no! Yeah, yeah. I, I was curious because 
um, whenever like someone like I heard about poetry, or, like, yeah. I may have like uh, this idea, you know, being, out, being outside of poetry. Yeah, that that maybe you you have some insight about it. Like wh when people get to know you and they get to know you the scene and get to go to hear the open mic. Um, what are some feedback that they give? Like, oh, I didn't know poetry was about this or that. Like, what yeah, are some yeah. surprises or... That's true. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the surprises that I've noticed that some people get is, like, not all poets are down and depressed. Yeah. And, like, okay. sad and, like, okay. um, to themselves. Like, we do have circles of friends. Like, we are... We do have a life, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We're not just in some dark corner just writing <laughs> our sad feelings out all the time. And... Another thing that people get surprised is like, there's a lot of happy poetry out there. Yeah, okay. Poetry isn't just a like sad moments in your life. It's like I write about experiences. Oh, like a lot okay. of my poetry is, I tell a story. Okay. okay. Like if if I want to get a point across, I'm going to get a point across, but it's going to be in a story. And um, okay, can, poem right now. Just, just bust I, it. I always have my poetry on. Wait, me. wait, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Are you serious? I always have my poetry on me. It's on my documents. Are you serious? At all times, yeah. Oh, okay. That's super cool. I was just kidding. I was See? like, I was just trying it's to put on my you Google the Docs, just and then just boom. Oh, like this, wow. a lot of my stuff is that. That's awesome. Hey, at some point, are, are you down to like sh uh, share some of it? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm a long-winded poet. That's what I consider myself to be. Okay, like, then never of, mind. No. <laughs> a lot no. of my poems are like a little long-winded. Okay, and I speak uh, very metaphorically. Okay, and I use a, a lot of analogies. Yeah, and, um, but yeah, when when people see the poetry scene they're just like oh man you guys are really cool people like like they're very relatable and I think a lot of people from outside of poetry they hear poetry and they're just like oh it's about love yeah it's about sadness it's about loss yeah you know what okay. I mean but poetry is nowadays like you can be about anything yeah like, you can write a poem about a burger like how yeah. much you love the burger or something you know what I mean <laughs> that's cool yeah, that's cool. Uh, I know a poet that's a that's a chef. Yeah, and he writes. Um, he's not from down here, but like he writes about food and putting it together. Like he's a culinary chef. He has his own restaurant, stuff like that. Yeah. And so he, when he's putting stuff together, he writes about that. And so, and sometimes it sounds about love and stuff like that. But it's him like putting a steak together. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, wow. it's real random stuff. You know that's what I mean? Cool. That's cool. I like that. And um, it, it can be about anything. Like, yeah. poetry is about just expression in general. Yeah. And um, we're not all sad. And we're not all heartbroken. Right. We, we do have live fulfilling, like, fulfilling lives and stuff like okay. that, you know? Like, I have children, yeah. but I never write about my children. Like, ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And people don't know about that, you know what yeah. I mean? And so, um, yeah, that's the, that's the perspective. Like, people come in. I know people come in with poetry and they approach me and they're just like, do what you wrote like like touched me in some way like yeah it, I, maybe I could relate to it yeah and that's what I try to write sometimes that's why I try to come up with a message that anybody can relate to you know and uh, I think at least with Hispanic culture like a lot of people don't a lot of okay if you go up north or something I don't think there's a lot of things for Hispanics maybe I'm wrong but there's not not a lot that represents like Hispanic culture mm -hmm. and so if there's something that would catch on with like uh, people up north or something to just give a different light because I think so um, the Hidalgo County is 800,000 people and then uh, Cameron County which is where Brownsville is is 400,000 people so um, we're the 
forgot the numbers, but I think the fourth largest county in the Texas, and then I think the other one's 12 or 13, or maybe it's 6 or 7 or something like that, but the point is, uh, top 15, right? Top 15 uh, largest counties. And then we're also, yeah, like the, just all Hispanic, yeah. right? And I think, you know, I think we can have like more of an impact. We can definitely more, make more of an impact, and it, it can, I can work, right? Yeah. It can totally work. Um, There's a lot of Spanish poetry down yeah. here too, and it's it's beautiful. Spanish poetry yeah. is amazing. Sometimes like a when Cedis does his Spanish poetry, yeah, I sit there. Sometimes he does it to a point where like I don't understand a lot of it, right? But it sounds beautiful. Yeah, like, it, I didn't understand a lot of it, but it sounds beautiful. But it's because it's a different language, and Spanish is a very beautiful language. Yeah, like, when spoken very properly without the slang and yeah. stuff like that, it is a very beautiful language. Yeah. And um, like hearing, there's a lot of Spanish poets down here, and hearing their their poetry in Spanish blows my mind. Like, yeah, it really just blows my mind. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and I think also culturally, like the the whole United States is all very pro like diversity, mm-hmm. and uh, I feel like Hispanics again, they're not much represented. Like a lot of people don't don't hear a lot about what's going on, and I think it'd be really cool. Some, I mean, who else is doing it, right? Like. We would be the largest voice if we can get a voice, right? Yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot of potential. I, I think we just have to, I don't know, but we'll have to band just, together in some way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a change um, people don't want to see. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, and then uh, plus it's it's yeah. coming from a Hispanic culture, like of you like yeah. with Hispanics, we're very we're very expressive with each other. But we're not expressive like outwards. Yeah, I think I, I think that's what makes it really difficult for for poetry to come out down here. Yeah, because Hispanics will, will be very expressive with our families, but if like a um, some of my most difficult clients as a counselor and stuff like that, as a peer specialist, were Hispanic people. Yeah, because they don't want to talk. They don't want to talk about their feelings. They either grew up in an environment like that where, like, um, no llores porque eres hombre. Yeah, don't, don't cry because you're a man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for women, they have to be strong. Like, they just have to be strong for their for their children, for the family. They have to carry the family. You know what yeah. I mean? And the men, they simply just have to work and put everything together and make sure that everything's taken care of. Yeah. And, like, so you don't hear a lot of, like, poetry coming from them because of the fact that it's just... That's just our culture. Yeah. Like, we're not very expressive. Yeah. We're very expressive, but in our closets. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And if you are expressive in some way, like, um, what was it? What's the example I'm trying to use here? Yeah. Like, my father was very against me being expressive. So when he first started learning that I was writing, he goes, he said something in Spanish, but my father was real hard ass on me, though. So he said something like, um, the pareces maricón porque that's porque that's uh, he said something about like writing stuff on paper and like, putting your feelings out there and so he's telling me I appear like a like a faggot yeah but a faggot's too strong it's yeah like it's a, too strong of a word like um like a bitch no like uh girly yeah yeah like, basically um, uh, basically so girly yeah or something like that I think that would be more and for expressing myself and that's yeah. just how the Hispanic culture is yeah and as much as I yeah was against it I still see myself with my son kind of like the same way because it's ingrained. Like, yeah. It's just a culture that's ingrained. And it's a habit you have to catch and you have to break it. Yeah. And so I see that with my son. I see that with my daughter sometimes. Yeah. And they're trying to be expressive to me. I'm just like, shut up. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, like also, Manna, yeah, yeah, and and um, but then but I catch important. myself, I catch myself, yeah. and I'm just like, no, you need to, but man up in your own way. Yeah, like don't don't man up thinking because of society's terms of manning up. Man yeah. up in your own version. Like, yeah, if you need to cry, cry, let it out, and then put your big boy big boy pants back back on. And yeah. Get up and go from there. Well, right. I think at least I, I, the way I, I rationalize it or the way I, I do it is um, you still have to do the job. Like, mm-hmm. first off, because of your feelings or whatever, just get the job done. That's that's the thing. That's to be a man or that's to be like a person, like a proper person. And that's and I think that's a cool idea that like whatever happens, you push through, right? Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people don't do like they start crying and then that's it that's they, they want to quit right? or they quit right mm. and it's, it's okay to want to quit and it's okay to be expressive as long as you keep going right like to me that's that's the final thing and I think that that's the confusion that you count like, you feel sad or do you feel this like no well express yourself and then fucking do your thing like you can complain but keep walking keep uh, climbing like, yeah one of the one yeah. of the expressions I used in one of my poems um, at the end of the poem was um, everybody's going through hell and see the burner keep on walking. Yeah, and yeah. it's true. Like you, like we're all going through our own problems. Yeah. So it's either burn and just sit there and yeah. wallow in it, yeah. or you just need to get up and just keep on walking. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah, no, for sure. But but yeah, no, and I think um, there's just a lot of like, honestly, I feel like there's a lot of troubles here. Like, I think that the, the other reason why there's a lot less empathy is just because everybody's having a hard time as well. Yeah. Like, uh, um, yeah. Like, I feel like everybody's having a hard time, and then that's why they see somebody else having a hard time, and it's like, stop complaining. Yeah. But um, I think it's not like that everywhere. Like, if there's places or there's times, most of the time, things are supposed to be good. Yeah. Like, like we live in a very, well... Uh, society, right, with a lot of options, and I think the, the main problem that I see is um, right. So if you were in a good position, and then somebody cries, right, then you'll be very supportive. But if everybody's having a hard time, and then somebody starts crying, then you're just like, shut the hell up, because I have problem. We all have problems too, and you're not helping. Right. So I think that's very the hostility comes from from being, you know, being from so much struggle, right. And yeah. then I think it, that's where it comes from. Because imagine if you're doing well, you're doing perfect. You some you, somebody having a hard time, you're like, oh, what's wrong? Like, yeah. is there something I can? But if you're like hungry, you are like writing your paper for a very long time. You're angry. You you, <laughs> you see somebody and they start complaining about something, and you're just like, fuck that guy, or yeah. fuck that chick. That chick doesn't fucking know shit or something. Yeah. And I think that's that's where it comes from. Uh, I know that people get pregnant really young. They work from a very young age. They don't do very good, uh, like very good jobs, long hours, and they they're frustrated. They have an anger. They, they their families themselves like they have their own issues. They it manifests itself. They drink. Yeah, it's just a lot of. I, I really feel like there's a lot of issues here, um, and it's just everything gets spun on the on the road. And part of it, it's it's also because of that. Like you don't want to express those bad things, but if you don't express them, you you can't fix them. If you don't know what this what's there, you can't really cure it. So it's just I can I can reflect upon that just because of my personal experience and. Uh, like just being in different places and I've been a curious person of trying to identify different people and, and like different cultures yeah. and, just, and so uh, it's just my perspective right yeah, based on what I've seen yeah yeah, yeah in my perspective I, I I entered a career of helping people yeah so if I see someone down and out I, I'm usually the guy that sits in the hole with you yeah until you like until you want to get up 
yeah. like from my personal experiences, it's um, like there there's this analogy that they've always used for like peer specialists. Yeah, it's um like there's someone in a hole. Yeah, there's a ladder on the, there's a ladder in the hole for you to get out of it. But the other person is sitting on the opposite side of the ladder, sitting on the floor, crying. There's people that pass by on like near the top of the hole and just ask, simply ask, "Hey, are you okay? Do yeah. you need anything?" And the person doesn't respond or either just responds like, no, I'm fine. Yeah. And then that's sympathy right there. Yeah. But empathy, you have, I'm the person that, like, I'll climb down that ladder, I'll get in the hole, and I'll yeah. ask what's going on. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on or I, I, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Then I'm the person who'll just sit in the hole with you. Yeah. Because there's just those two type of people. you got the sympathetics and you got the empathetics. Yeah. And I believe the use and the importance of poetry comes from that part as well. Yeah. Because if you express anything on the paper, yeah. it doesn't have to rhyme. It doesn't have to mean anything. But if yeah. it means something to you, that's your own personal poetry. Yeah. And it's the, the empathy that gets pushed behind that. Yeah. And um, down here, you either have someone that's sympathetic or yeah. that's empathetic. And you have the very rare cases where there's both. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because sympathy is like the whole like, oh man, I feel bad for you. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But empathy is just like, hold on, let me wear those shoes for a little bit. Let me understand how you feel this way. Yeah, for sure. And so it's a different type of people and also the divide between those type of people. Yeah. Because there's some people that, of course, the sympathetics, there's nothing wrong with them. It could just be that they're going through their own hell. They're going through their own issues, like you were saying. Yeah. And the empathetics are the ones that, they're going through their own issues. But sometimes they're able to sit there and just put their issues aside for a moment and be like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. You know? And, of course, they all have their own limits as well, too. Yeah. You can't, you can't be so empathetic because eventually you run into a burnout. Yeah. 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 You're really burned yeah. out and you're just helping yeah. so many people that you can't help yourself anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah it, just, so, it just depends. Yeah. They, maybe they can bring you down sometimes, but I don't know. That's why you you want psychiatrists or whatever. Yeah, that's why that's I do the, the psychology stuff and yeah. of course philosophy. Philosophy has helped me a lot. And drinking helps a lot. Yeah, a lot of drinking. <laughs> a lot of drinking. <laughs> no, it helps. I'm just kidding. Kicks everything back. Hey, it's true. Like <laughs> if people didn't drink, it just like it would. It, it, what was I gonna say? Like people wouldn't drink if it didn't help them. I mean, of course, it's gonna bite their ass, right? Yeah. But it helps at the moment, right? And I think uh, it's just a sign that people need something that they're willing to take an object because like I feel like it's also about control if you you have control of how much drinking you do right mm-hmm. which affects control of like predictably how you feel right so you treat it as medicine right rather than going into this place where it's more uncomfortable because your emotions are you have less control over them or they're more confusing yeah. right and then it, it's more difficult because there's a combination of emotions right you can both feel sad and angry right and that's confusing right and you but you're also a little bit happy about something, right? And then that's really weird, right? Like, yeah. uh, and then and, and then you a lot of feelings of shame or anger or a lot of feelings of uh, I don't know, just confusing. Like maybe sad but happy, right? And so it's it's it's, it's an, I feel like it's a world. It's a whole world that's underneath. But it's just you really some people or most people don't want to experience like those moments. And I yeah, think, of course. Uh, but. At the end, like if you don't experience them, you can't fix them. You gotta see them, right? You gotta, you gotta be able. To I think people are afraid to experience certain pain, right? Yeah. And um, sometimes it's like you escape that problem or yeah. that feeling, yeah, because you think it's gonna be there all the time. Yeah. But if you get 
if you like spend some time with that feeling, yeah. it might go away, you know, or something. Yeah, yeah. I think it's sure. like that's that's the reason why people escape through alcohol yeah. or whatever, or yeah. even like being not open to others. Also, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Because sure. like you feel like um, psychologically, you don't want to deal with that pain because you're you're either afraid of it. Or you're afraid of what might happen if you deal with it. Yeah. yeah. Or it's something you might be used to. Yeah. Like, um, personally with me, I have, I have plenty of issues I don't deal with right off the bat. Yeah. I don't even deal with it in my poetry. Like, I just simply can't touch it. It's in yeah. the back corner of my mind. It's in a filing cabinet file. Do not fucking touch it. You know what I mean? Do not fucking touch Don't fucking touch it. Yeah, like, don't touch it. Like, you don't, don't touch it. Yeah. But, like... It's funny. But there's times where like it, yeah. it creeps out of that file, yeah, and it's just like, what's the fuck? What the fuck is this doing here? Yeah, but you're afraid to deal with it because it's also a part of yourself. Yeah, like what if I deal with that, and I'm no longer the person that I was before? Yeah, which goes back to change. Yeah, like you just don't want to change sometimes because there's issues within all of us that if we solved, yeah, it would cre- it would create a different person. Yeah, it's true. Like it would make us. But it would different. always be better. It would always. And I don't think you ever lose yourself. Like uh, there's some um, some deconstruction and integration. So it's, the elements are still there. Yeah. Like I don't think because uh, I think when you say change, sometimes you feel like you put out you pull out the the good stuff. But I think I think there's some there's uh, deconstruction and, and integration. Like the objects, the the, the parts of your identity still are there. Yeah. Will still be there. Um, so so yeah, I think it's possible, but. It, I think it's a painful process, or right? I think yeah, it's, it's it really is. But but I I have like a lot of anger in me mm-hmm. a lot of times, and but I kind of like integrated into my where I express it in certain ways. Yeah, yeah, of and course. then also sadness, like right. But it's it's a lot of things like I've been kind of practicing. Yeah, you express it. You express it in ways like for me personally. Yeah, I've, I've been, always been a temperamental person. Yeah, but I express it in my humor. Yeah, like my dark humor. <laughs> like yeah. I just say a really, a really like messed up joke, and somebody's just like, "Damn!" I'm just yeah. like, well, I let it out just a little, bit. <laughs> just a little bit at a time. It's necessary. Yeah, yeah. yeah but of course, so. it allows you whenever you look at these issues, yeah. it allows you to figure out: Is this really a part of me? Yeah. Or is it just an issue I'm dealing with? Yeah. And then that little introspective look on yourself allows you to be sure. like, "Okay, so I can deal with my anger, or I can deal with my sadness, yeah. and it won't change me." But it will change me for the better. Yeah. You know? Uh, or either sometimes sometimes dealing with your anger. There is the consequences of, like, dealing with something and coming out, like, completely changed. But yeah. you won't be completely changed forever. Yeah. Because it's just what how it affected you. And the other thing is, like, again, like, I think what I said earlier, I don't know if I'm repeating myself or it was outside of the podcast, but I think it's a defense mechanism. The way I interpret my own emotions is, like, I was... Because this thing... It becomes an abstract thing because I think about my brother, or my mother, or, or, or all these people who do stuff to me. Yeah. But if I pull out enough, it's just a voice, like loud and strong, like attacking me, right? And it's yeah. closing on me. And so the natural reaction is fight back. And I don't think there's anything wrong with fighting back because you feel threatened, like internally, like to the core, right? You yeah. feel like in somewhere or another. And then when you go to the outside, right, like to the physical, what's going on, right? You don't feel justified, or you the way you rationalize it is like, oh, she's justified, or there's this reason or that reason. But at the core of the things, like I think you're just defending yourself. So I think that's how I accept the darker side, which is like, you know, I want we all selfish. Like it's okay yeah. to be selfish, but it's yeah, how you a healthy amount of selfishness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's necessary because there's there are like 
um, negative expressions, right, uh, of things, right, that yeah. come in your way. And so that's that's how I can deal with it. Um, and you know, there's most people don't do that. And so um, it's it's some, not something that you, you can talk to people and then people misinterpret it and all these different things. Um, but yeah, I think it's super important. All, all, all this stuff. Anyway. Yeah, introspective, yeah. which yeah. leads back to poetry. Yeah, it <laughs> totally. Good, it's a good introspective way of like dealing with your stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sometimes I deal with some issues through my poetry. But other other issues, I just I'll leave them in the file. Do not fucking touch. <laughs> um, we're almost done. Uh, I think uh, I just wanted to touch uh, on a subject, and I don't know if you wanted to share a couple more. Then I think we shared a lot about struggles. Uh, I don't know if maybe Robert wants to share some. Uh, I don't know. And then uh, I think promotion, just uh, promote each other and all the stuff that we're doing. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. Um, for the subject, I, I, I feel like th- I think there's a lot of machismo here, but like more of like the strong attitude here more. And uh, I just wanted to reflect on that a little bit um, because I remember I, I hugged this guy and it's like, oh, I don't hug uh, guys, only girls. And I'm like, okay. I guess so. And then there's a lot of, like, in Spanish even, like, there's a lot of, like, uh, like, pinche joto, like, fucking yeah. gay, right? And even, like, the opposite is true, like, uh, they they joke around, like, extra gay, right? But there's also, like, a power game, like, it's showing sexuality is, like, sort of, like, being, uh, like, submissive or something like that, like, yeah. something like that, right? Yeah, it's always, like, a power thing. And so to, to be vulnerable is to submit yourself. Right, and yeah. there's always like, I fucking hate it, and I feel like it's more present here, but it's also present in, in, in Mexican culture. Now, I would like to uh, say that there's value, say, on the strength of masculinity. That is like, whatever happens, you get a fucking push, right? Whatever happens, but I think it's also, hmm, I would interpret it as the rejection of femininity within like males, right? Like, yeah, which of is like, and I notice like women are, I think. The reason why guys have more issues is because of that idea of, 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 of like a bad idea of, of being a man. Because of course, I think we it's okay to again being a man is okay. It's great. Um, it, you're protective. You're caring. Like you, right? Those are great qualities. Even but the qualities of, of femi- femininity are important. I think in males too, which is supportive, vulnerable, honest, like yeah, like caring. I feel like a lot of people, a lot of guys have to suppress, right? Um, and I feel like most guys don't, don't like, oh, I gotta deal w- with myself. Like a lot of my friends that are guys, like they have issues, they deal with themselves. While girls, I feel like they they talk to each other. Yeah. And the, well, and I feel like perhaps girls have may have more issues, but they have better ways. To, they have more understanding or something like to cope with them. It's more. It's the it's yeah. the empathy factor. Supposedly, with the females, they have more empathy than males do. Yeah, and so they have the empathy factor. Males have the sympathy factor. Yeah, where we're, we're just very sympathetic. Like, oh, dude, that sucks. I'm so sorry that you're going through that shit. Whatever, let's drink some beers, and then that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's all we talk about. Yeah, like even with some of my some of my best friends, though. We'll be drinking a couple of beers. They'll open up for like five minutes. Yeah. They'll be like, man, I'm dealing with this, 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 and this, and this. And me, the psychologist in me, wants to be like, let me let, let me lend you a hand. Yeah. But they're just like, well, let me lend you a beer. And it's just like, <laughs> all right, here we go. Yeah. I'm just gonna like, yeah. Men sometimes express themselves little by little. Yeah. There's like a little tidbit here, a little tidbit there. Yeah. And then I'm a very engaged like listener person. Yeah. So like, I'll be listening to you. You tell me a tidbit. I'll remember that tidbit later, yeah. and I'll put the puzzles together myself. Yeah. And then eventually, I'll just be like, 
hey dude so how's this issue going I'd, I'd catch someone off guard and you're just like whoa yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, just... that's fucking cool yeah I'll do that but I'll do that with of course my closest friends you know what I mean? yeah but to do that to a complete stranger so yeah. like a random like dude on the street yeah. like or like someone in class or something like you just yeah. heard them talk about things here and there and you finally approach them like what the fuck are you talking about yeah it's just the, ma- the masculinity yeah it's just it's very prevalent down here yeah um, but it's it's starting to like with the newer generation the new generation of parents and stuff yeah. like that it's starting to show like the vulnerability and stuff like that which is really good I, I, well and the other positive aspect of sort of it does make you like a man like it makes you stronger because now whatever somebody insults you and you take it like that's the sort of thing that's positive towards getting jobs I think towards pushing hard like working long hours towards uh, trying something that makes you uncomfortable right mm-hmm. like sometimes like come on be a man like you gotta go front or whatever yeah um, and those are things that are beneficial right they could um, probably just need yeah. they could probably just need new verbiage like that's all yeah. it really needs instead of telling someone I'll be a man or man up yeah and maybe if like someday some way that can be taken out of the vocabulary yeah like um like the word like the word faggot like it's yeah. it used to be used as an insult and yeah. it used to be used for a cigarette yeah. And I mean, first it was a cigarette, then yeah. eventually it became an insult. Yeah. And then now, it's almost a dead. It's almost a dead word. Yeah. Like it's almost just a word that's never. You don't really hear it much anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing for in Spanish. I know. I know. It's either maricón or jota. You don't hear very much anymore. It's one of the two. Yeah. But like in some in some parts of like Mexico, I know I hear yeah. one over the other. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just. Any, uh, it's like, like getting in the back. Yeah. Jota yeah. is pretty. It's pretty much still used. Yeah. But but it's like getting less used as you say yeah, so, yeah. but yeah it, it really does happen so like, like maybe yeah. man up could be eventually be one of those things that like yeah. just dies down and we yeah. can use a different like a different verbiage for it for sure. I wouldn't know what to say at that yeah. point either. just don't be a chicken just do it yeah, yeah I think it might, because man up actually if you think about it it feels like you are putting some things on the on the cabinet you know in the don't fuck with the cabinet thing yeah. where yeah. you're putting things under the rug yeah. yeah if you think about it like man up it's like with, with that emotion, forget it and just push. Yeah, which is good. But but why why do you feel that way in the first place? You know, yeah, like yeah. whenever you have bad emotions, right? Yeah. Experience. I, I more. Like, I think it would be better experience. Have yes. it. Move on. Keep pushing. Yes. Like just just the keep pushing, but the, uh, removing the put it under the rug part or, of. Or, yes. either, or either keep pushing while you're dealing with it. Yeah. Yes. 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 Like, true. That's that can be something like push yeah. forward and then just deal with it little by little while you're pushing forward. And I think uh, that's what sucks with with women as well, like or <laughs> because women suck. No, be- <laughs> no, but just like, clarify, women don't suck. <laughs> uh, it's that like women are not like are because they're they're seen as a supportive group. They're not, oh, you know, let it go or like I think they're given more leeway, which is good, right? But the other aspect is that I feel like because men are meant to be more straight, more honest, like like experience things. I feel like. Mm, I feel like perhaps that's what you know how like patriarchy or like a lot of guys have like a lot of jobs apparently so like the the way men perceive women or like how women perceive themselves right like you're not allowed to uh, like be rude right or like be aggressive yeah that's the whole and and the part of aggression part of like uh, rough play makes you tougher like if you rough play you become right like if if, if people like uh call you bitch like oh your friends call you bitch like it's a random person calls you a bitch 
right? It doesn't bother you. When you when your friends call you a bitch, it's like, you call them faggots, right? So when somebody calls you a bitch around them, you call them faggots, but for real. Like, you teach each other how to deal with struggle, right? Mm-hmm. While, like, and men are from age, when they go for job interviews, they're told, like, you know, just, just fucking push, right? Like, fucking yeah. show yourself, like, and that's why I'll... Uh, that's the, the previous conversation at the library is that they say that women are told to like just be more listening and more understanding and it's just like I think it's both integration of the masculine aspect and the feminine aspect yeah. both like I think uh, they merged together exactly I think I, yeah. I think yeah women should also adopt some of, of those qualities of like like be strong right like be yeah. assertive like I think it should be accepted and yeah, I think course. that's what they're I feel like it limits them for their own growth right yeah. you know I, so, yeah, so that's what I think. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree. Awesome. It's, it's um, a nice integration yeah. and mixture of the two. Yeah, so it yeah. needs a really good balance. Yeah, I'm secretly uh, putting my my agenda uh, in there, just uh, <laughs> trying to convert the world into like my own belief system and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. But then again, we're always pushing our own agendas. Yeah, so yeah. It's a selfish part of us. You're creating a cult, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in fact, I, I had a name, uh, the Church of the uh, Lost and the Wanderers. Like, Wonder, but Wonder. Wanderers, oh, yeah. Wonders. Or like the Church of the Wanderers. Like, Wonder and Wonder. Yeah, I Like, uh, I think it'd be really cool. Um, <laughs> join my cult. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Do you want to shift towards the struggles? I think we have ten more minutes. Um, oh. Any any challenges that you that you've gone through? And I, I want to throw it to Robert because Robert's being here all the time, very good listener. Okay. Um, but uh, any struggles that just anything you feel like sharing, even abstractly, like okay. um, something that you struggle with that people can connect with in your experience. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was like like very very much introverted. Yeah, but. You know, it's nothing wrong to be introverted because, as, as you, as you, if you, if you look at the term, like yeah. introvert, it just means that you get energy by being with yourself. Yeah, it doesn't mean that you cannot talk to people. You know, yeah. it's like, but I realized that I was very close. I was very afraid, you know, to let yeah. people know who I am, right. and like, it's just if if you don't accept parts of yourself, yeah. it's very dif- difficult to open up to people. Yeah. So that was like my struggle the last couple of years yeah. to being able to. Let people know what I do, what, yeah. what I don't do. Like, yeah. you know, when you have like a freelancer type of lifestyle, yeah. you know, have like a steady nine to five job. It's like yeah. sometimes people, or, or might you might feel that people don't get you. Like, what, yeah. what do you do? Yeah, yeah. You don't do anything. What the fuck? You know? Yeah. But it's, if you think about it, it's more like uh, the how you feel about. It. So if you feel okay about it and you accept that you're doing different stuff, you, yeah. you're having a sabbatical, as you were saying, like, you're, you're figuring yourself out, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, so that was, like, the, the struggle with me and accepting yeah. that part of myself. Yeah. And that really helped to be, to, you know. Did you do something? Did, did it just take time? Did you... Oh, um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I did, like, a, like a type of, um, like, reflected meditation. Okay. It's more like... Um, um, chronic breathing, they call it. It's like you, you, you breathe and you exhale, like something like that. So it's like you process your emotions. Yeah. yeah. So that helps a lot. Like yeah. all the repressed emotions that you have. Yeah. Like I truly believe that they're there for you to just release them. Yeah. And once you can do that, it's like you, you open up yourself more and like you, you listen to people. Yeah. So that was like the struggle for me. But 
did it take you years or when did you like months or or how did it well uh, it's like it, transition yeah it's been like two years from now like yeah. <laughs> so from two years i've been doing that type of like yeah. uh was it gradual the change that you saw in yourself oh yeah it was like but it, it catches up on you it's like yeah then you realize oh i'm talking to people like all the yeah. time it's like you i you didn't used to do that you know yeah so right. it was more type of that you yeah. know you did it slowly step by step and then eventually you're like looking around it's like oh shit yeah, yeah. like hey hello like <laughs> didn't you, you yeah. know what i mean you know yeah it's change over time it's, it's gradual yeah it's awesome. So yeah, it's like, that's fun for me. But yeah. you know the expression, you know. So I can relate with the poetry. Yeah. I like that you say that. It's also a way for you to express yourself. Yeah. yeah, and that really helps a lot. I can imagine, you know, especially when you're in front of people, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I think it would be like really like suck if <laughs> if I hadn't recorded this thing. Imagine. Oh but, anyway. <laughs> um, no, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, can we just record it? Again? <laughs> Um, uh, do you want to share something? I think you shared a lot, but I don't know if you feel like sharing something in particular, or you feel like fine. You I feel think? fine. I feel like I, I express most of awesome. most of I my yeah. most of my struggles have simply been just um, dealing with my my own emotions. Yeah, because uh, I was raised very like a very Hispanic family. Yeah, where like my father was just like, no, you don't cry, you don't do this, you don't do that. Yeah, so like. I learned to deal with my emotions on my own, like in my mid twenties. Yeah, basically, I'd be like, "Man, what's, you're 30 right I'm, now, right? Yeah, 30, I'm 32 yeah. right now. 32. So I'd be like, "What's this anger? Why do I have it? Okay, <laughs> what's this sadness? What's this? Oh my yeah. god, there's so many things I never <laughs> dealt with. Yeah, <laughs> and it was just gradual over time. I also did reflective meditation. Oh, that's cool. Um, I yeah. did. Uh, I did. Did you do the shh thing? No, I didn't do that part. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did do a lot of, like things. If I was feeling like a little panic was coming along or I felt like an emotion was coming, I'd feel myself. I'd start telling myself, you know what? Um, like if I was opening the door or something, I'd touch the door handle and be like, how does the door handle feel in your hand? How does, it, how does it make the rest of your body feel? How does the wind feel? Like a lot of like grounding in the moment moments. Yeah, yeah. So it'd bring me back to exactly where I was. Yeah. Because like... It would be very tactile. Like, if I, if I was nervous right now, I'd put my hands on the table and I'd just start rubbing the table and just wondering, like, how does the like the little grooves and little spaces, how does that feel on my finger yeah. and my fingertips and stuff like that? Yeah. It's real simple stuff. Yeah. But it helped me bring me into the moments. Cool. And, of course, processing the emotions that came along out of nowhere. I'd be like, man, I have a lot of anger. I <laughs> deal with some of this. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But you deal with it over time. And like you said, you notice the changes later. Like, I used to be very temperamental, but now yeah. that I'm in my 30s, I sometimes sit there and, like, something will happen and normally pisses me off. And I'm just like, huh, doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, I would have broke that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now yeah. it's just gradual changes over time. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah, um, just shortly, I think on the first podcast, as I just said that, like, I used to be very depressed and then... Uh, I just started last year taking anti-anxiety medication. It was like a very, very different. Like, I had so many transition points in my life, and like I feel like on the up, up and up now. I used to be just on the middle, and then middle up, and now I'm on the up. up so yeah. that's good. That's good. Um, but okay, so Tabio, I'm gonna put the, the links to the two podcasts, um, your Facebook page. Is that cool? Yes. And then anything else? Oh, um, maybe a couple of the artists. You know, set it. Maybe I can put him there. Yeah, so there's Magania, Julieta Corpus, Anthony yeah. Riff. Okay, yeah. cool. And then, Robert, you do freelance work again. 
with oh, yeah. uh, podcasts helping other people. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Maybe, maybe. Uh, if, uh, I was going to make it. Anyway, but maybe. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, do you want to share, like, do you have anything in public? Do you, are, are you willing to share? Yeah, Even sure. you can promote somebody else's work if you don't feel comfortable with your own or something. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Well, uh, my Facebook is just my name. It's Roberto Ordaz. Okay. And uh, my Instagram is Rob underscore Ordaz, which is Roberto Ordaz. Rob Ordaz. Okay. And, you know... Do you know the podcast that I told you about? Like uh, three shots, three questions. Three shots, three questions. That's a that's a good, really fun, really it's fun. Local, right? He's yeah. local, yeah. He's yeah. from a guy from here. Yeah. Um. So yeah, three that's. Three yeah. Shots, three questions. That's yeah. A, it's a cool one. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps hey, we could have one where we drink. I'd be down. We can do it at a bar. I really like this bar called uh, Bodega. I'm friends with a couple of people there. In fact, I'm gonna get uh, Maine. He's a uh, uh, he's mom. He's a type of uh, Asian. They used to have a country, but they lost it. And there are like million people all over the United States and different Asian countries. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do him. I'm gonna do him on Wednesday. But I'm gonna do a podcast with him on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. But I'm also gonna do him. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is this is the part of being uncomfortable. Okay. Um, I think that's that's it. All right. Thank you very much, yeah, guys. Thank you, man. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. That's great.